freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Huard. And Brooke Huard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Huard and Mike Salk. Love the reaction from uh, you guys out there. Thank you for uh, just being a part of what we're going to try to do here on Monday and throughout next week. Try to really raise some money for uh, the people that need it right now in Maui and just brutal devastation with the wildfires there. So thank you very much. Really cool response. 866-979-3776. Text line. You know, it's Friday, Brock, which means we can do a little open phone lines at 930, which should be fun given where the Mariners are at right now and given the Seahawks game last night, which again, I come away from all of this. I kind of started off at 6 a.m. talking about this, thinking that we are going to have a really fun September here. Remember how fun last year was, last September? Like, really fun? Like, like, this is really fun. Can you find the cut, please? Like, like, like that kind like of fun? Is, or is it just going to be like, man, this is really fun? Like, like this, is it, No. Is it Cool Guy really fun? Or is it Pete Carroll? This really is really fun. fun. Right. I mean, this is really fun. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, I think it's going to be. I think the Mariners are in the middle of something pretty cool right now. Do I think that they're going to win every game for the rest of the year like they have for the last week? No. But I think that they've now put themselves in position to make a real legit run at this thing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I watched the Seahawks last night. I don't know what it was. I don't, Brock, I, you told me I'm getting soft in my old age. Maybe it's that. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just getting soft. As the Gras got older, he started to hate the preseason more and more. Maybe I'm becoming a preseason guy. I don't mm-hmm. know. No. But I watched that game last night, and I thought it was the most entertaining, interesting Seahawks game, preseason game in years. And yes, some of it was that I was just laughing my tail off at Mike B and mm-hmm. Mike Robinson. And I thought Kate Scott did a great job kind of corralling and, and leading all of that. I thought the broadcast was really fun last night. But I think that the team played in a, in a manner that we've been dying to see for years. Mm-hmm. Just go out and be aggressive. Go hit. Be, be the like... Don't react. Be the hammer act. and don't be the nail. Yes. N-A-I-L. Nail. Don't be the nail. Okay? Isn't, be the hammer. Isn't that what they did last night? It felt that way, man. If you if you kind of put the tape back on and, you know, the Minnesota guys are going to fly home. And Minnesota guys had a good series, a nice touchdown drive, you know, ran the ball a little bit better on that drive. And, and you're like, oh, man, that kind of – I don't like seeing those runs and seven, eight-yard runs. Mike B and, and Mike Rob kind of getting into it there with some of those runs and the numbers and setting an edge and everything else. Save for that drive, you physically smashed them. I mean, you were the one that punched first. I love that line from Mike uh, yesterday with us, from Mike B. You know, when you asked him, hey, man, how did you make it? Right? Because you look at the odds of being, uh, of being undrafted. It's not great. And you look at the odds of being undrafted and carving out, what, a 10-year career? Three-time Pro Bowl, <laughs> you start to look at the numbers, the raw numbers and the percentages. It is small, small odds. And what did he say? I'm gonna punch first, right? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go after. And this was Mike B speaking to that and that just intensity yesterday. Using boxing as a as a way to you know explain this, it's just like the ability to be calculated and know what your opponent is doing before he's doing it. It allows you to be stronger. And it allows you to punch first. I think that's what made me a great player is the ability to watch film and be like, okay, they're doing this on the time. And then just having this great defense around me, right? It was- he went on from there yeah. and, and talked even more about the mentality it takes. And I just went out there and realized that 
you got to go. I remember Patrick Kearney coming to me and saying, you got to play Corey Redding. I just went out there and just tried to play as hard as I could and realized that it's just football, but at the same time, the stakes are super high. I think as an undrafted rookie or a low-draft player, sometimes you go out there and those lights just get over your head. But in reality, it's just it's just a game. I've seen this a little bit more, Sulky, as I've gotten older. All right, and this is just uh, maybe an, a little old man, 47, closer to 50 than I am 40. The two of us have to stop talking about how old we're getting, by the way. Well, come watch me coach, and you think I'm 27. So, okay, <laughs> just on the radio, I can say that. But you know what you realize, and I've seen this story now, especially as my girls are in college, you see this story a fair amount. And I'll see it even more as my kids continue to age. There's a lot of, a lot of high school athletes that say they want to be college athletes, that say, all I, I, I want to do, I want to go play in college. I want to go play in college. And then they're there for a year, and then they're done. And they're like, they just wanted to be able to say when they're older, right? And they're sitting at the sports bar, and they're sitting with their kids. Yeah, I played college baseball. But they never really, really wanted to punch first. They never really loved it. Like, love, love, loved it. A lot of them like it. And it gets that way with football. I won't be a college football player. I won't be a college football player. I'm doing all this stuff, all these combines, all these camps, all these elite level. I won't be a college football player. And then you, you get there, and it's like, okay, now, now do you really love it? And then take the next step up. <laughs> Leave college, and do you really want to be a pro? Or do you want to just say, I was a pro player, and I was in camp, and I got cut? Guys quit all the time. Every training camp. Every training camp I was ever in. First week of camp, packed it up. Where, where's so-and-so? Like the next day, where, where's so Hey, I did that. <laughs> you did it at college. Yes, you did. I did. You did? I quit. But you didn't quit, and you didn't go play. One so guy you could quit. S- One guy quit before the first practice. <laughs> you didn't do that. Though I'll give you credit here, you didn't do that, so you could sit in a press box and go. You see that vertical switch release? I yeah, played I did that. No. I, I, I played a promoter. I did that so I go to college. I played a promoter. Yeah. <laughs> you never did it for that purpose. A lot do, mm. and more and more in this day and age, right? It, it, I, I'm just seeing it more and more than I can ever remember. And I'm not saying like the Delano Hill. Those guys try hard. They played hard. They wanted to be pros. But this group is hungry, man. This group is savage. That dude jumping over the pile. And he's made ways. That's Brady's guy, you know. Oh, yeah. That's Brady's guy. He likes Jonathan Jonathan Sutherland, yeah. Yes. I mean, these guys, Devin Bush, right? I'm a former top 10 pick, and I'm going to run down on special teams, try to knock dudes' lights out. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Because that's now kind of this pervasive Mm -hmm. attitude that's, that's around this building, and it's... Yeah, it's energizing, and it's fun to see for sure. I, I really loved watching Boy Mafe last night. And I know we focused on him a little bit earlier, but, I, I mean, Brock, I just keep coming back to his story, and I, I don't want to make too much out of what we saw last night. But correct, I come back to his story, and when he was drafted, second-round pick, right? And the thing on him was super athletic, unbelievable body, hasn't played a ton of football. Can he grow into being a big-time player? And in year one, he had some moments and some tough moments, right? And over mm-hmm. the course of the year, he seemed like he got on the field more and more. And all we've heard in camp is, oh, my God, boy, I'm off. He's like a different dude this year that he's starting to get it. Mm-hmm. Well, based on the comments we heard in, you know, from Pete, et cetera, of him in training camp on practice field and then seeing what we did in the game. I don't know if it translates, but I can't go on anything other than what we've seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And so far, it all checks out. Yep. And uh, boy, did I love Mike Bennett yesterday talking about those hands. Don't be buttery soft hands. Be violent. Be bloody. 
be willing to mix it up. And again, just a pervasive attitude. It's one game. It's against largely twos and threes for Minnesota. Nothing to say this thing is fixed. You didn't even see most of the of the starters no. up front. No Jerry, oh, no yeah. Jerry. Mafe handling the new back. Hey, I told Mafe all week, I said, you got two of them. Use your hands. Use your hands, Mafe. I said, your hands are too soft. They feel like butter. Let me slice, slice your hands. Get some blood in your hands. Just quick thing here, and I know we got to move on. we got a lot of stuff left to do today. Just quickly, quickly. How good could Boye Mafe be? I'll answer that next. I need to know. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Brock, 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 Brock with the teases here. We're going to come right back. Seattle <laughs> Sports on 710. It's a Friday. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Really, really fun game yesterday. It was just cool seeing the Seahawks back in action. But more than that, I really just loved how they played. Yeah, it was all the way down to the very end. Brock, we didn't even say much of this today, but is this now the deepest Seahawks team you can remember in a while? Yeah. I mean, when they're playing like that at the ends of games and Mm -hmm. dudes are dominating the opposition late, that generally is a pretty good sign of depth. I don't know if this is going to be a great team or not, but I think they're going to play real hard. I think they're going to play a style of football that we all like. And I think that they're going to be a whole lot deeper than we've seen. And that tends to matter quite a bit when you're trying to win games in the NFL. Offensively, Drew Locke had some moments. Locke out of the shotgun. Charbonnet with him in the backfield. Locke three steps, throws to the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Seahawks. A flag is thrown because the receiver was interfered with, I believe. So the flag will be picked up and the Seahawks are going to put six on the board. The 12-yard touchdown reception, Aesop Winston Jr. with the reception for the touchdown, and just like that, Seahawks are on the board. Yeah, it's pretty cool to hear Rabel yell touchdown Seahawks for the first time, if nothing else. Drew Locke, 17 of 24, 191 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, and a fumble that thankfully was picked up by the running back. He was, I thought, okay, and I thought Boye Mafe was tremendous. Yeah, I thought the hitting was on point. Coach Pete talked about it afterwards, the tackling. You see, hitting and tackling are not always the same. (laughs) It's kind of like situational hitting in baseball. Like hitting with nobody on base, that's one thing. Situational hitting, finishing, doing little things, that's what matters. Pete knows that there's going to be a lot of cleanup on aisle three when it came to tackling, when it came to wrapping. Uh, Trey Brown had a chance on a fourth down to bring a big old back down and tight end down. And and, uh, Radigan missed some tackles. And Jared Greed had a little welcome to the NFL moment like the finishing to the ground tackling's got some work to do, but if the emphasis was just hit and run, if the emphasis was what Quandre Diggs talked to you and I about like a week ago, that first day of pads, yeah, man, when the pads go on, those lights go on, you learn a lot about your teammates, and I thought there was an awful lot of violence on the field last night. Here's the second thing you need to know. Mariners didn't play yesterday, but they gained in the standings, which is great. Houston lost, Toronto lost, so they gained half a game on each in the wild card. Actually, so did Tampa. So they gained half a game on all three teams ahead of them in the wild card race. It puts them just one and a half behind Toronto. I think it's five behind... uh, Five and a half. Five Five and and a half behind Tampa. Tampa. And what is it, three behind Houston? I think it's three. I could be wrong mm-hmm. about the Houston one, but you get my point. They're in pretty good shape uh, with, uh, what, seven weeks or so to play left in this season. No update yet on J.P. Crawford. We'll see what happens today. Sam Haggerty was held out of the game last night, so he would probably be called up if J.P. is going to miss some time. 
Great uh, report on Brian Wu. Sounds like he is doing pretty well if and when he's ready to return. And assuming Hancock continues to pitch like he did the other night, here's what we're looking at. Our intention was, after the off days, to go to a six-man rotation for a period of time, which would help us to manage the, the innings for our young starters coming down the, you know, I, I guess coming down that last month and a half or, or so of the season. And we still would like to do that. So we'll, we'll look at what happens here over the next couple of weeks with Emerson in the rotation. And, you know, our goal was to, to manage innings for, for those last six weeks anyway. And, and that's one way we can do it. And if I would have told you on June 30th, <laughs> when the boot birds were out, I think you were out of town, Sulky. Justin was working that game because I remember talking about it on Monday with him. And I think all of us heard the Boo Birds on June 30th as loud as they have been in a long time. Expectations, emotions, all of it. June was a tough month for these Mariners. Kind of wrapped up a tough couple months of this season. The Mariners were 16 and a half games back of the Tampa Bay Rays when they got smoked that night. They came back and won that series. They've won, what, nine? They're 9-1-1 and in those series since. And don't look now. Don't look now, but okay. you're five and a half back of the number one wild card. That's an 11 game swing over the last 34. That's why you never say in baseball that things so, are over. Do you win? And ne- the, and never do you win in the first quarter? Stupid playoff odds or anything. Do you win a wild garbage. card in the first quarter? You can't do you do win that. a wild card in the second quarter? Can you listen to your own advice now and again? Uh, they'll get back to it tonight with Ooh, Baltimore me? in town. No. Luis Castillo on the Hill. Here's the third thing you need to know. Hey, speaking of this weekend for the Mariners, it's going to be an interesting one because not only are they playing Baltimore in a series that really matters to both of these teams, but it's also going to be the big Felix Hall of Fame weekend. A lot of cool stuff going on in and around the ballpark. I know Wyman and Bob are going to be down there at Victory Hall today doing their show uh, before the game. And uh, you got fireworks tonight after the game. Tomorrow will be the actual Hall of Fame induction for Felix. Sunday is the bobblehead night. And, uh, you know, just kind of fun to think back and remember a guy that was pretty, pretty darn special while he was here, both on the field and the time's off. All right, man, let's go. Let's get after it. Oh, jeez. Felix, I know you love to compete, but you just pitched yesterday. I'm Larry. <laughs> Larry. Bernandez. There is. It's, uh, you know, Larry Bernandez trying to get back yeah. out on the map. Pretty good. I got to answer good. questions. So that's everything. Okay, you that's need everything you pretty need good. to know. Yeah, answer he, your pretty, question, pretty please. Pretty good. Pretty good. How good uh, could Boye Mafe be? Could he be Bruce Irvin? And I think Bruce Irvin's a, a pretty good, fair ceiling and comp. Bruce played a long time in this league, man. Bruce got paid by the Raiders for a reason. Mm-hmm. Bruce held a point of attack. Again, he's kind of like a KJ, right? A lot of other guys get a lot of other credit in that front and in that D-line. But, I mean, Bruce Irvin was a valuable, valuable piece to a very good defense. And and he didn't even have necessarily – I guess he had some of the front end of that still because he was in the 12th draft class with Bobby and, yeah. and with Russ. But, yeah, I think there's a 250-pound – just difference maker. And if boy can learn to rush the passer, like Bruce had to learn to rush the passer and continue to stuff the run and be an imposing factor. Yeah. I think there's some, I'm not going to say Frank Clark. I know where Mike B was going with that from a strength and motor standpoint. Well, he didn't say that about him. He said that about, about Derek. Oh, Derek Hall. That's true. I see that much more. So Hall seems, and maybe this just in, uh, he seems bigger to me than Mafe. 
Yeah, he's got long arms. I'm not the telling you he yeah. is bigger. I'm yeah. telling you he seems bigger. Okay, I we watch got... those two guys, and Mafe seems faster, and yeah. Hall seems bigger. We've got like 40 seconds. We're right. going to open up the phone lines, which will be awesome. We are going to do but it. I, I'm sorry. I've been sitting on this for two and a half hours. Is Justin available? Justin, are you working he's on something else? There. Okay. Did, can you talk about your email last night of where you saw Felix? Because I had flashbacks to Kendrick Perkins and Salk in the in the locker room and oh, stuff. Yeah. Are, you, are you able to share that quickly? I think so. I hope I don't get in trouble for it. So this was okay. years ago. Taylor Swift is in town. Uh, it was a day game Mariners game. She was performing that night across the street. Uh-huh. We had some players that wanted to meet Taylor. Unfortunately, this is when I was working for the other radio station. So we are all pop music. Unfortunately, okay. I was like, well, we can't bring players over to meet Taylor. She has to do months in advance if we wanted to do that. And they said, well, come over anyway. Come over to the, the to the stadium. We'll, you know, rally together, and then we'll walk over to the stadium. I was like, sounds good. I go upstairs. There's Griffey. Get to meet him. It's great. Joe Bimel's there. Griffey leaves. They needed awesome. to – yeah. Well, they're all going to the concert together. So they had to go down to the clubhouse to get their tickets for Taylor. I guess the club he had them. So like, just come with us. We're going to go pick up the tickets. Get down to the clubhouse. It's after the game. Stadium's been empty for a while. But Felix was pitching the next day. So he had to stay late and throw a bullpen. So Joe Bimel and I are sitting in the clubhouse, like in the kitchen, and I hear a shower curtain, and then I kind of hear like the hum of an electric motor. I'm like, what is this? Out comes Felix in a towel on a hoverboard and slides, <laughs> like just sitting there. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he just like gives a wave, like, "Hey, Joe," <laughs> just like <"Suits> <laughs> and then we walked oh. over to the stadium together, and it was like one of the craziest moments. Pretty of my unique, life. dude. Pretty unique personality. Good story, Justin. Yeah. That's funny. There's a lot more to it. I'll tell you someday. All right, let me uh, let's open up the phones because we got to run here. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. You want to talk about the Mariners and their resurgence? You want to apologize to Jerry? Depoto or Scott Service or anybody else you called out unnecessarily. You want to talk about the Seahawks and what you saw last night with their defense, with Drew Locke, with the offensive guys. You want to talk about the whatever, man, whatever. It's all, it's all up to you. 866-979-3776. We'll take your calls next. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, I'll admit, Brock, on a little fellow Friday, thank you, Maura, that this is one of those days where I feel like every single Seattle sports fan should have something to say. And yet we have no calls? I didn't say that. 866-979-3776. I'm just saying this is one of those days with open phone lines where I feel like every single Seattle sports fan should have something to say between getting the chance to see uh, the Seahawks for the first time last night. Did you enjoy the broadcast? Did you enjoy Mike Bennett and, and Michael Robinson and Kate Scott? And you know, obviously the, the technical difficulties weren't you know ideal, oh, but goodness. what did you think of the team? What did you think of the defense? Can they be better? Can they improve on last year? I mean, the energy, all of it. I, I would hope that there is a thought on what you saw last night. And this is family. Okay, we're the Brock and Salk family. If, you, if you're sitting there going, man, you two are lost. I, I didn't see this. I didn't see that. I didn't like this. I didn't like. We're family. family. Families discuss. Absolutely. Don't be intimidated just because we may have loved it. You hated it. You didn't like certain things. I mean, things. not all it's families. Okay. My wife's from Connecticut. They don't really do that in Connecticut. I mean, there are certain places where they don't talk about anything. Oh, there's, they don't like confrontation? No. They just don't really. Yeah, everything gets kind of buried in <laughs> oh, okay. how right. that goes. Uh, Mariners have won seven straight games. If you don't have an opinion as a Mariner fan on where they're at right now and whether or not it's sustainable, I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those times where I expect mm-hmm. uh, every single Seattle sports fan to have 
have something to say, and you get to control it. 866-979-3776. And if you're a coog and you want to yell at me for trying to have a little fun on Twitter, just a little joke, golly. Not a good time for that. Basically getting death threats. Know your role, buddy. But if you want to yell at me, you can do that too. Let me go to Mike in Spokane. He'll get us started. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, man, I was all excited to watch the game yesterday. I get home and the World Cup is on. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to wait another, you know, few minutes before this is over. And uh, Spain goes up one nothing, and then they could do 12 extra minutes, and then they tie the game up, and then I got to wait until like halftime. Anyway, <laughs> so that was my fun experience. I was all excited to watch the Seahawks. And I had a, it was delayed for a minute. Um, but yeah, the, you know, I thought the Seahawks looked really good on defense. It was fun to see them fly around, and it looked like instead of just kind of waiting and guessing, they were attacking. Yes. And hopefully that can carry on in the season. Yes. Um, shout out to the Mariners. They're looking pretty good. Best record uh, since uh, July 1st. And we got the other team with the best record, Baltimore, coming in. So that'll be fun. So should be a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Good juice, good energy, average. Uh, it should be a really good playoff environment this weekend. It's going to be banging. It's sold out Saturday. It's going to be 40,000-plus crowds probably the other two days. Uh, competition ramps up. Baltimore is in a chase to win this sucker. They're young. They're hungry. It's gonna be. It's this is gonna be a cool, cool Seattle weekend. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah, no doubt. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Plus, we got a really nice window into Mike's life and what was going on uh-huh. with Spain yeah. and something sure. with the World Cup. And uh-huh. yep. Yeah, I mean, you know how much I love soccer, so I was just kind of glued to that That's story nice. and trying to figure uh-huh. out kind of where it was gonna go next. It was a lot of twists and turns, ups and downs. <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> All right. Let me go to Mike, who's in Seattle. Different Mike. What's going on, Mike? Good morning. Bring it, Mike. Man, man, you speak sarcasm almost as well as I do. I me? <laughs> me? I just I wanted to know what was going to happen next. You know, it's a good story. Yeah. Read it. So the last time I called you guys and mentioned uh-huh. that it was going to frost my onions if the Seahawks traded the first pick, everybody was trying to imitate the frost my onions. I didn't realize I was going to start a thing, mm. but apparently I started a thing. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to Snoqualmie Casino today. Uh, Seattle's closest, closest. or whatever you have. Yeah, Seattle's closest. Snoqualmie Casino. Go. That's a good, good point. So, so last year I went with, tried to get my boys to go and take the over, bet our mortgages on the over for the Seahawks at four and a half to win. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up not going. And of course, we all would have had our houses paid for. Yeah. Right. Because that was the biggest sucker bet of all time. Huge so my mistake. question for you guys is, as I go to to Seattle's closest today. <laughs> Eight and a half is the line. Do I bet my mortgage or do I just bet a couple of hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not your entire mortgage. Maybe a mortgage payment. Yeah, maybe a mortgage payment. But don't do the whole mortgage. Eight and a half, a, I, 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 that's a tough number right there. I'm going to take the over because I think this is a 9, 10, at a max of an 11 win team. But I don't know. I can't do the whole. You're not doing the whole mortgage, right, Salk? I mean, you already did that. Me? Yeah, I mean, you already told people bet your whole mortgage, and you got so many people out there. I said bet the wife and the kids. I never said anything about the mortgage. Uh, 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 Did I say the mortgage uh, too? uh, Justin, you got that old uh, old sound? I know I said bet the wife, but the kids. Did I also say the mortgage? I wasn't sure if I mentioned that. We'll find that. We may have to find that. 866-979-3776. So you're taking the over on eight and a half, but not with that much uh, conviction. Yeah, Yeah, it's just a monthly payment. That sounds about right. Uh, let's see. I got some people on hold here, but I can't tell who they are. Hold on a second. I got, uh, refresh, refresh. Uh, I think this is George. Good morning, George. Morning. 
Hey, the broadcast last night of the Seahawks game, um, obviously King doesn't know how to do anything right, but that's... I don't think... Hey, hold on. Uh, Hold on. I don't think it was their fault. Let's jump in. I think it was not their fault. It turns out there was a faulty something in Burbank, California that was leading to the problem. Bob Condota tweeted about it. Well, I can share on this. I know Uh, this. Yeah, so George, what happens in these preseason games, this isn't like uh, during the regular season. You've got preseason crews that are trying to put this all together, and there's a lot of moving parts, and that was out of Burbank. So one of the partners down there, technology-wise, so yeah, we got to give a little grace. Give a little give a little grace on a Friday to, to King if you could, but continue. <laughs> All right. Well, the broadcast team, uh, the guys down on the field and stuff were fabulous, um, like Michael out there and everybody. Um, the booth, not so much. I felt like they were really just. Wow. Whoa. Wow, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> you just hit the button. No, I didn't do a thing. <laughs> All the lights on here are like flashing and things oh. are moving all over the oh place. Goodness. Dude, I don't know what's going is on. It, is it our switch out of <laughs> is it our switch out of Burbank as well? Is yes. it messing it's with it? It's our switch out of Burbank. You never know what's gonna happen with that thing. Also, he's dead wrong. The booth was awesome last I night. I know where he was gonna go with it though. He was just gonna say it was too much. And three man booths are very hard. And Kate did an unbelievable job composing and orchestrating guys that just wanted to talk. Right? They were just hanging out and wanted to talk, which is what you love in a broadcast. You love that. But to a football fan that's used to hearing it in a football, you know, format. How much football breakdown do you need from a stupid preseason game? Whoa, 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 whoa. These are guys' livelihoods, Salk, on the line. It's not my livelihood on the line, though. Like, I'm just like, entertain me. The game is not as entertaining as it is during the season. I yes. wouldn't want that during the regular season. Yep. I want it to be a yep. little more serious. Yep. But it's it's like a it's like a spring training baseball game. Mm-hmm. I don't need it all to be exactly by the book. Yeah. experiment a little, and I, I just, Take I loved it. I, I could not stop laughing last night at Mike Bennett. I thought he was amazing. 866-979-3776. Let me go to Don and Lacey. What's up, Don? Hi. Um, well, it's a great day. Uh, the Seahawks won last night, which is awesome. Uh, Kate Johnson being taken off the field, that was not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Really feel badly for him, waiting to hear the report. But I want to talk about the Mariners because I believe they can do uh, what needs to be done to make it into the playoffs. I'm just, I watch the teams that are all vying for that wild card position, and I think they can improve their record from last year. I'm just, they've got a really positive attitude going into this last part of the season. Um, and I'm really excited about the possibilities of what's going to happen. Uh, thank you for the phone yeah. call, Don. Quick question for you. Thanks, Don, for uh, for listening and, and giving us that. I, I saw somebody responded, I think, to that Luke Argens tweet about how much ground that they have made up. And one of the first responses was, you know what this kind of feels a little like in back-to-back seasons? 14-game winning streak last year, seven-game right now. Very similar from July 1 to mid-August uh, between the team last year and this year. Does it feel a little bit like some of those Billy Bean Oakland A's teams? who perennially started slow. And guess what? Their stadium, just as hard or nearly as difficult to hit in. Mm. Just as heavy a marine layer in April, in May. But then the pitching, and then the pitching, and then the pitching. And no matter who they seem to bring up, right, in their rotation and in their bullpen. Yeah, I mean, and how many of those A's teams made runs in the second half yeah. into playoff situations? Mulder and Zito and Tim Hudson, those teams? That we yes. Mean? Yeah, I think that's 
maybe a pretty decent comp. Um, you know, they're built differently. I just think I keep coming back to the youth on this team, and that's what's so amazing about it. Is is as but those Oakland the, teams had to be fairly young because they turned over. Right. They had no payroll, no, so true. they couldn't pay anybody, right? And they continued to turn over. And it yeah, was a, some of the guys were guys that went out and found right the the Scott Hatterbergs and some sure. of those other dudes. Like you found uh, Suarez, yeah, and you're going to have and yeah. a Tom Murphy yeah, and point. some veteran pieces. There's All right, I'll buy uh, it. That was a pretty good I'll similarity. Buy it. Pretty All good right, comp. thank you. He's All buying. Right. I'm buying. Sold to the lady in the second row. He's He's a nine. He's a ten. I know. Poor Tyrone is in Belfair. Tyrone, go ahead. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I just wanted to make a couple comments. Uh, yep. First about, I mean, has there been another player in Seahawks history over the course of, I don't know, the last 10 years that anybody's more excited about than JSN? Like, uh, I, I caught the tail end of G's conversation that you guys had talking about him. I was just curious what your guys' take was. And then two – How's the city, how's the fan base going to respond when the Mariners hit a cold spell? You know, it's baseball. They're going to. How do you think they're going to respond? My guess is Uh, with absolutely a long-term view of how baseball is just baseball and even good teams hit bad streaks, right? True. They're going to own it. I'm not worried about it. I think they're going to recover. and patience Uh and everything. Yep. All Uh, the fruits of the spirit. Self-control, kindness, goodness, patience. Absolutely. The fruits of the loom, for sure. Answer the first question. Which... Which Seahawk over the last five to ten years has created the buzz that Jackson has last throughout the season? Last five to ten. Well, yeah, I mean, five if you to want to ten. go back ten? Sure, just five to ten years. I mean, so, Russell was 11 years ago. So Lockett did during preseason, Lockett especially Lockett with his uh, mm-hmm. with his runbacks and that DK stuff. DK did is just the yeah. phenomenal. Physical freak. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Jackson's way up there. Has be, that'd be about it. He's way, way up there. Uh, that would probably be about it. Yep. That and uh, what was the little running back who was undrafted and never really played again? What was that kid's name who everybody thought was going to be the second coming? Ah, uh, have Troy to think Pope. of it. Huh? Troy Main Pope. Troy Main Pope. That's Maura. the one. Maura, what you are on pole. point. Holy just well, except for accidentally hanging up on people. Well, that's fine. I think that was actually probably a positive. I wouldn't worry too much about that. 866-979-3776. How about Terry in Seattle? Oh, hold on. I missed the button there. Terry, go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Jared Kelnick. So do you know what their record is, the Mariners' record without him since he's been hurt? You tell me. Since he hurt himself. Yeah, pretty 15 good. and 4. Mm-hmm. 15 and 4, man. What I'm saying is this guy brings a bad vibe mm. to the clubhouse, whoa, whoa. and my question is, are they better that. without him? Well, let me ask you a question. Terry, i got to ask you a question first. Do you speak any Latin? Uh, hola. Hola, not Latin. <laughs> that's Spanish, but yes, Latin. Have you ever heard the phrase? No, I don't. Oh, here we go. Have you ever heard the phrase, Terry? Here we go. Here we go. Post hoc, non ergo propter hoc. I haven't heard that uh, in a long time. Well, let me tell you, it translates to after, not because of. After, not because of. And what it means is just because there's a correlation here that those things happened doesn't mean there's a causation. That one thing did not necessarily cause the other. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I would believe on the Jared Kelnick thing. Yes, I think Cade Marlowe has been a part of that for sure. He's played some pretty good ball. Yep. But I don't think it has anything to do with Jared Kelnick's personality. Not even a little. Well, I disagree with you. I, I, I think he's, he, he's glaring at the umpires all the time. He's beating himself up every single day. 
and then he goes back into the dugout. I mean, you think these guys want to hang with him? Yes. I mean, it's, I do. It's, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. And that's cool. I, I don't. It's family business, so, man. Uh, I like family right you're, there. You're See? entitled to the opinion. Absolutely, Terry. I don't mind that. We're, we're getting family business out, and we can't all feel the same way. Some of this is what we feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even what we know. Man, that's a conversation I've had a lot with some ladies in my life, my wife and my what, girlfriend. What we feel I, versus what we know. Correct. Yeah. And you know what? You're not going to win some of those arguments. And no. if you feel that way and some of his intensity and some of his anger and some of that, I do think behind the scenes, we know that guys do appreciate it because it's consistent. He's well, not trying to be a poser. And I, I think what we also know is that a lot more guys act like that. Uh, yes, we but I will see say. It with Kelnick. But, but, but what my eyes said, Terry, if you were to come in and say, I'll tell you what, man, I'll tell you what. I like Cade Marlowe's at bats a lot better than Jared Kelnick's. I think there's a I we mean, can have a, legit, a, conversation conver- there. a legit conversation. There's there. a conversation about uh-huh. what we've seen from Cade Marlowe uh-huh. so far. Brock, let's finish off the week with some ranking. Really? Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Today is Kool-Aid Day. Is that right, Justin? It Kool-Aid sure Day. It is Kool-Aid and Day. And so uh, we have cool... Ranked. We're going to need some time for this. So let me just jump right in. Justin, let me disappoint you right off the bat. Oh, no. This did not make the top five. Sanka, you did? Yeah, man. That is cool runnings. I'm sorry. Not- I know. I figured you'd be upset you about that. build up to it. I know. I'm sorry. I Kool-Aid think- man better be in here. <sighs> well, yeah. I mean, it's Kool-Aid day. I mean, that's sort of yeah, like what started this. Sort of already is. And that's yeah. not cool whip day. It's I want to hear a little, oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got uh, a <laughs> new edition. Cool it down. Right, you know that one, Brock. Right? I actually yeah. do that one. Do you know this from uh, from Reservoir Dogs? Need you cool. Are you cool? I am cool. I am cool. Harvey Keitel. Got diggable planets. Cool like that. I'm 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 cool like that. That's the rebirth cool like of Slick. That. I'm cool. What a great name for a song. Mm. Got forgot all about that song. Movies like Cool Hand Luke. What we've got here is. Failure, Failure to communicate. Sorry. <laughs> to communicate. Yeah. To communicate. Some men you just can't read. Mostly I just know that from Civil War from Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. Right? Sam. Yeah. You got uh, Mike Posner. 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 Whatever. Yeah, he's cooler than me because I don't even know his name. Uh, my dad would be happy that I get in the Little River Band. Know that it's time for a cool change. You ever heard the Little River Band? No, but I can picture Larry. They are cheesy. Uh-huh. They are some. Hey, Justin, in your rock 70s. days, in your pop days, yep. you ever come across GNR, Axel? Never. That was, Never not, that was not, something, not something that you Ooh, get access to. I sat on a plane with the other day. He. Not a big Axl Rose guy. No? He was a hotelier. Uh, Ten different countries. Five-star yeah. resorts. Not a fan. Had lots of stories for me, and not an Axel guy. That's Shocker. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Was he a rat guy, Brock? Stephen Piercy, Bobby Blotzer, the rest of the Warren D. Martini? No, but he was not, but the Fiala Fair sure was. 
I could have heard Way Cool Jr. You ever have the painter cap with the long tails with the wrap? Did I? Yeah. I did not. No. You never had one of those? It's part of my life now. Scorpion? Just a mullet guy, honestly. Just a mullet cap? Of course, you got Cooley Dam, Cooley City. Brock, I'm surprised you didn't immediately come up with that one. You have the yeah. Cool, the cigarettes. You've got, uh, let's see, coolant for your car or your air conditioner. Is that also fake? Coolant? Yeah. No, I found out it is quite real. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> had a leak at home in the coolant. The next thing you know, no air conditioning. What do you know? Coolant, as it turns out, quite real. You know what else would be really, really expensive is you ever run out of oil. That you nah, change. oil's all fake. Don't worry about that. <laughs> you got Silent Cal, Brock. You know what his last name was? Something with cool in it. Yeah, that was Coolidge. He was president of the United States. Maybe oh, you've heard of him from Calvin. Vermont. Calvin sure. Coolidge. I remember Calvin. Do you? Of course. He wasn't the big guy, right? That was Grover Cleveland. Wasn't he a big that man? was Warren Taft. Taft. Yeah, stuck in a bathtub. Buried in a piano. Buried in a piano? No, maybe that was a Guinness Records guy that they had to empty out the whole big grand piano and he was it's tough. Yeah. It's we tough. got cool Modi. How? Right? You got cool How? Keith. Mm-hmm. You got cool from Gwen Stefani. Now, in my top five, I had to offend either my kids or my dad. And I'm choosing to offend my dad today. Mm-hmm. So sorry, dad, but the Hollies don't make the top five. Really? Sorry, dad. Great song. Long, cool woman in a black dress. Dirty, dirty riff. Well, that's a good song, isn't it? So your kids are in the top five. My kids are going to be happy. They... Favorite flavor of Kool-Aid is? Isn't it just one flavor? <laughs> what? Is it just Kool-Aid flavor? Tropical no. Punch? Oh, my god! Is it just Tropical Punch? No. What is, now, what is wrong it? with you sometimes? There, there's cherry, there's watermelon, there's strawberry. Grape. It's been a while, Mango. man. It's been a while. Orange. I'm sorry. Green apple. Goodness. Ugh, green apple Kool-Aid? That sounds horrifying. <laughs> Number you know five. Who Kool-Aid McKinstry is? I don't. Who is that? Yes. He's going to be one of the top corners drafted from Alabama this year. How about that? Yeah. There we go. Sounds exciting. Kool-Aid. I'm excited for him. Number five for my kids, the Jonas Brothers. Didn't you say they were really nice guys, Justin? Unbelievably nice. Really? Oh, that's nice to hear. Uh, So nice. Yep. Number four, Jennifer Coolidge. You know who that is, Brock? Actress. Actress. Yeah, nice call. Yes. Stifler's mom, amongst other things, did a oh great boy. job in White Lotus. Oh, boy. She was in... All uh, the Target commercials that played on stuff. <laughs> she was in... Um, Best in Show. Best in Show. Oh, yes. She's a something. Her characters have been a something. Dude, she's so funny. <laughs> she's a riot. So she's, she's number four good. on our, our list of cools ranked. Uh, number three might be a hard one for you, Brock. Band this is oh, it's 90s. I know that. Yeah, it's Green Day. Ah, shoot. You know who's in Green Day? Mm. Trey Cool. I noticed as I typed on here, it's Trey Brown instead of Trey Cool. You did? <laughs> is he the singer? What's on your? Uh, he's a drummer. Drummer. Yeah. Trey Cool was his name. Trey Cool. Trey Cool. Trey Cool. You like that one? Also very cool guy. That's number yes. three, some drummer from Green Day? Yeah, Trey Cool. I mean, he's not just some drummer. He's, you know, Trey Cool. It's 
not the Hollies, but all right, moving along. All right, number two. Oh, rest in peace. Do you know who this is? Coolio. Oh, all right, watch your mouth. You know what Mariners pitcher's song this is? No. Uh, currently, that. that's Walter. He comes out to Gangsta yeah. Paradise. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I don't think I knew that. Number one. Number one, I would hope, is at least somewhat obvious. He is, after all, hard as hell. So how could he not be number one on our list of cools mm-hmm. ranks? I thought you might sneak in the Cooley High Harmony from Boys to Men or something. No, didn't I'm quite get there. Here. Like what? Four Inch Doritos. Oh, Crazy Mara. Sexy Cool TLC. Oh, I mean that would have been that would have been a good honorable mention. You know, if only you would participate, we would have gotten some of those things. Oh, but unfortunately, it's my fault. you refused to participate, <laughs> I, so I we can't don't learn know the them. rules. I I've tried. Well, this one was cools ranked. I don't see what else is confusing about that. The Capri Sun Pacific Cooler. All right, have bad. a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy uh, this Mariner weekend, Felix weekend, etc. Have a great time with that. Should be great weather. See Wyman and Bob broadcasting today live at uh, Victory Hall. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll do this auction for Maui on Monday. So start thinking about it. Start getting your uh, ducks in a row. I'll tweet out some information about it this weekend. We'll catch you guys Monday morning, 6 a.m. Till then, hey. What a week in the barn. See everybody. Be cool.